0: to glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Oh, you betcha. Oh, you
1: betcha. Uh, You betcha. You betcha you're darn tootin'
0: you darn tootin' dairy. (laughs) Minnesota. Got a little bit of a hum that just all of a sudden decided to pop up. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) I was checking all of mine. I forgot to unplug my laptop. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Yeah, so, Rick, man, what have you been up to beer-related since last week? I went upstairs and got one. Well, I mean, a little look behind the curtain for all you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Also, uh, to... welcome all you patrons watching. Hey, so hi, uh, yeah, uh, if you'd like to see our pretty faces, uh, become a patron today. Uh, all patrons at the five level or five dollar level or above uh, get access to all of our live streams every month. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's pretty for neat. the whole company, not just homebrew, not just homebrew, for the whole company. Even though we're we're probably the best show. I'm just saying. well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like duh. First of all, we make beer for the rest of the shows. Yeah. So without this show the other company doesn't drink.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so I mean, not to
0: brag, but but yeah. you know, we're pretty much the lifeblood of the company. Yeah. Yeah. All our listeners know that though. Yeah, they do. They're 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 smart cookies. Yeah. They're on board. <laughs> 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 all right, man. Uh, so I would like to talk about the new uh, beer score sheet. I would like to. You should pull that up real like quick. Like you talking about it because this is this is really interesting. So uh, back in April, uh, the BJCP released a new like experimental score sheet that I think is brilliant. I really like it. Uh, let me know when you have it up there, Rick, because it'll make I more sense. I just got her. All right. So instead of, like, you know how the old sheet looked like where it was just, like, notes and then give this thing a thing out of, uh, like, out of whatever, whatever it was worth, right? right? So instead of doing that, um, they, they categorize it a little bit better. So, like, under Aroma, uh, they give you a scale for malt, low, medium, high, none, Uh, and if it's inappropriate or not, and then a spot for notes.
1: Inappropriate. Right, and
0: then a spot for hops, low, medium, high, none, inappropriate, fermentation, etc. which I think is awesome. That is. Like, it really categorizes this entire thing. And then appearance, like, you have uh, yellow, gold, amber, copper, brown, black, whether it's inappropriate or not, and then clarity on a scale from brilliant to opaque with hazy in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, the head from white, ivory, beige, tan, brown, uh, and the retention to quick to lasting, and like texture, Like I don't know, they, they really like, they have it, they have these nice scales on yeah. the sheets, and I think it's going to really help judges kind of narrow in, and it's a lot better feedback for somebody than trying to decipher, Right. like, okay, according to these words that you wrote, where on the scale am I?
1: Right. Yeah, and then they, that goes down through... The flavor, malt, hops, bitterness, fermentation, balance, finish, and aftertaste. Yeah. I haven't looked at this before, but looking at this, this is really cool. It's really cool. Um, yeah, and then their scoring guide here really, like, tells you where it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's super cool. Oh, they have, like, a nice little flaws for style thing over Let's here.
0: I alcoholic hot, metallic, musty. Yeah. Stringent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole lot of like all of the descriptors of bad things that you could have. I don't see dirty socks on this one. I don't either. But that came from <laughs> From a specific one.
0: Ah damn that was uh that was old hops. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that's not in there, is it? Nope. Well, maybe they could add it. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I like, But then I, you mark low, medium, or high in there. Yeah,
0: I wanted to just kind of bring it to everyone's attention that they have this new uh, sheet and it's really useful. I think we're going to start using some of these, uh, you know, as we're tasting our own beers.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's really cool. All
0: right. Well, should we dive right into the oud bruin? Yeah, man. Uh, oud bruin it up. All right. So yeah. So today we're going to be tasting our oud bruin. Uh, which is our Flanders brown ale. Um, let's see. For the recipe here, we use 10 pounds of Pilsner Ront, malt uh, Belgian, one pound of Cara Belge malt, one pound of aromatic malt, one pound of Cara Gold, and 0.25 pounds of debittered black. And then we uh, used 1.25 ounces of Styrian Goldings at 60 minutes. And then we pitched with lactobacillus and Belgian Abbey yeast. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for, you know, we're looking for some funk in this. All right, so okay. pulling up the BJCP style here. This is a multi fruity, aged, somewhat sour, Belgian-style brown ale. There you have it. Aroma, a complex combination
1: of fruity esters and rich malt character. Medium to medium-high esters, commonly reminiscent of raisins, plums, figs, dates, black cherries, or prunes. Um... Where am I at? Medium low to medium high malt character of caramel, toffee, orange, treacle, or chocolate. Spicy phenols can be present in low amounts for complexity. A sherry-like character may be present and generally denotes an aged example. A low sour aroma may be present and can modestly increase with age, but should not grow to a noticeable acetic or vinegary character. Hop aroma absent. Diacetyl is perceived only in very minor qualities, if at all, as a complementary aroma.
0: So I get dates and no. black cherries in the aroma.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With some, uh, like, caramel uh, malt. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe... I no, yeah, know black cherry.
1: I'm getting mostly... Black cherry, a little bit of fig.
0: And you have much sh- better carbonation on your pour than I do. I gotta
1: up mine again. And I got some sherry. And I get some sourness, but it's a funky sourness.
0: Oh yeah, but no, just, there, there's, there's just, just a, a little bit of funk in there. Yeah, it's a touch. Like, oh. Yeah, no, like, I mean, as this has more time to age, I think that funk is gonna get more pronounced. Yeah. But where it's at right now, like it's the perfect amount of funk.
1: I think so too. So
0: is it bread? Uh no, it's lacto. Lacto. Well, okay. it's it's a lacto bread uh, blend, I believe.
1: Yeah. Cuz I'm picking up I think more on the bread.
0: Yeah, you're getting some of that barnyard. Yeah. The little the funk. Yeah. The horse blanket funk. That that wet hay. Yeah.
1: So that's where I'm at. Um
0: no hop, no diacetyl. Nope. Uh, It's not acetic or vinegar. I'm going to give this a thumbs up on the aroma. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, buddy. We've, uh...
1: yeah, I think we get the aroma there.
0: Um, Appearance, dark reddish brown to brown in color. Good clarity, average to good head retention. Ivory to light tan head color. It's a
1: very, it's it's, uh, dark brown with like red hue to it.
0: Yeah. Clarity is okay. Could be better. Yeah. Um, Head retention, a little on the lower side, but I blame that on the funk, not going to lie. Yeah. That funk is going to kind of kill some of the head here. Yeah, that's true. Um, And ours is on the lower carbonated side, which I kind of like in this style.
1: Yeah, and it's
0: a light tan
1: head, Mm -hmm. so it fits there. Um, Our appearance, pretty close.
0: Parents? Yeah, I'm gonna give the parents a thumbs up. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's on the edge, but I'm gonna give it a thumbs up on the yeah. parents. I I think
1: we're we're in the same boat then. It's it's probably could improve. It, it, yeah, to be it like, could
0: it could use some stuff. Uh, maybe some wheat. Yeah, if we throw some wheat in here. It'll really help with that head retention. Yeah. All right, so let's talk
1: about the important part. Flavor Flav.
0: Flavor We got the clocks right now.
1: Yeah, clock beer um malty with fruity complexity and typically some caramel character medium to medium high fruitiness commonly includes dark or dried fruits such as raisins plums figs dates black cherries or prunes medium low to medium high malt character of caramel toffee orange treacle or chocolate spicy phenols can be present in low amounts for complexity a slight sourness often becomes more pronounced in well-aged examples along with some sherry-like character producing a sweet and sour profile. The sourness should not grow to a noticeable acetic vinegary character. Hot flavor, absent, Restrained hot bitterness. Low oxidation is appropriate as a point of complexity. Diacetyl is perceived only in very minor quantities, if at all, as a complementary flavor. No thanks. Balance is malty, but with fruitiness and sourness present, sweet and tart finish.
0: So, black cherries... Is the biggest thing I'm tasting here? Yeah, that's like, the big thing with, I smell with, with that with that slight tartness, with like, I mean, you get you get a little bit of like a malt a malt sweetness to back it up, and then just like tart cherry, like tart black cherries throughout. Like. Yeah, and it's not like overly tart. This is a good amount of sour. Yeah, this isn't the style for me.
1: Um, what do you think it's missing? I don't think it's missing anything. I think it's including that, like, brett sourness that I don't like. But I don't like that in any beer.
0: Oh, oh, I I, I thought you said this isn't two style. Oh, no, no, no. no okay. No. This okay. isn't my
1: style. Yeah, yeah, it's not no, style no, for yeah, me. yeah.
0: Sorry, sorry. I was like, wait a second, but everything I'm tasting is two no, style. It, what am
1: I missing? It tastes like it matches this. I and I actually like the beer until the aftertaste. Until
0: it hits that sour. Because
1: that aftertaste is that Brett.
0: Yep. Um, oh yeah, no, aftertaste. it's it's definitely funky on the end, mm-hmm. which I love. I like the middle. I like the black cherry flavor in there. Like you pair this with some stinky cheese,
1: and I am all in. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not the guy for this beer. No. No, and I but. Mean, that said, I think it matches the style well. I because th- I definitely get the uh, pr- medium-high fruitiness. There's quite a yep. bit of black cherry in there. Um, the malt complexity is good and matches the fruit flavor. Well.
0: You know, there there's a lot to this beer. Yeah. Like you can sit and just layer it for a yep. while. And I get so. I know what I like is the funk isn't
1: overpowering. I get like it's a light toffee. It's not caramel. It's like a light toffee yeah. on the malt, um, and there's a little bit of spicy phenol, but it's it's oh, yeah. very low.
0: Yeah, that's there up in and the front. And I think
1: that complements really well with the black cherry.
0: Yeah. So going from high level on this beer, it's it's dry. There's there's some good. There's some okay carbonation. Uh, well, it's more of like a like a medium carbonation. Or, yeah. Yeah, medium carb, I would say. Mm-hmm. Low low to moderate. I'd say it's um,
1: medium dry. It leaves a little yeah, bit
0: in there. Medium dry, you get, you know, this nice fruit caramel up front. Yeah. Like, maybe like a uh, like a caramel dipped cherry. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, and then you get this real nice, like, tart funk on the way out. Yeah. And the funk just lingers. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's begging to be cut I don't mind, with something rich
1: like I don't mind the tart spike right toward the end there. Mm-hmm. You don't like the, the lingering
0: funk. The lingering like, like funk. Like for, me, though, like for me the like that that lingering funk is dying to be cut with like if we had like a plate of like salami
1: I or would, cured yeah.
0: meats or something like something rich and fatty. Yeah. to like eat right after drinking this. I think this would be perfect. I I
1: think I would like this beer then. Standalone, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. But overall, this is it's still good until that part yeah. for me.
0: Know, for me, this beer begs to be paired with something.
1: Yeah, and paired with something, I think we'd have a, a different conversation going. Yeah, because it definitely like a
0: good charcuterie board. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think with a good cheese or and some meat,
0: or even like a like a pate, like maybe some brown Like yeah.
1: Yeah, I think pair, this is a good beer to pair with food, mm-hmm. um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to doing that and trying this again. I just it's not, not a beer, not a standalone style for me at least. Yeah, without yeah. something to cut that, it's just not really into that funk just at nah. the end. Other than that, the beer is good. Um, it's not fantastic overall as a style for me. In general, but it's good. But it hits style. It definitely hits style, and for me personally, overall underwhelming. But what really breaks it for me is the end. Yeah. Um, but it's still good. And I just, I mean, if I if I take a sip and ignore like the aftertaste, you mean the best part of the beer? Totally good with it.
0: Uh, Mouthfeel, uh, medium to medium full body. Uh, I would say medium body on this. And low yeah. to moderate carbonation, I'd say uh, like low-moderate, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Uh, and no astringency. There is no astringency in this. Beer. No, it's not astringent, no. There's just that really nice funk. Man! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm very excited about this funk. It
1: It's 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 a perfect amount for this beer oh it's it's a beautiful amount of funk dis despite me not enjoying it
0: it's it's appropriate for the style all right man we need to talk about the weeest of heavies yeah we do all right yeah so this week we're talk- we're diving into style seventeen c the wee heavy which, uh, if my translation is uh, proper, it is the proper or the the tiny heavy, not not the uh, the, the wee ha-
1: heavy. Yeah, so it's the tiny heavy, not,
0: not the, the piss heavy, the urine heavy,
1: and also not the having fun heavy, because wee. wee! So there's a couple different ways to interpret it. Um, hopefully, it doesn't taste like piss though.
0: I'm not worried about that. Did you check the? <laughs> did you see the date on that bottle? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a 2015. I'm actually
1: having trouble interpreting the date on this bottle. It's,
0: it said bottled in 2015.
1: Yeah, the bottle it says bottled zero fifteen fifteen, and then a tiny
0: one way below the date. Yeah, I think that was one fifteen fifteen. Is what I'm guessing. Or there's, ten. Or ten fifteen fifteen. Either way,
1: 2015.
0: Yeah, it was it's bottled about three in years 15, old. Yeah,
1: but I just was looking at this, and I'm like. It says bottled zero dash fifteen fifteen, and then there's a tiny one,
0: like quite a ways below. Yeah. So, there's and this is this sh- is not a commercial example of the style. Uh, just gonna lead with that, but it's one of the only ones that I could find. Because there was a snowstorm yesterday, and I did not want to drive elsewhere. Yeah, we didn't talk about that too much. Uh, you we said mentioned you that I was brewing in it. in it. Yeah, no, we got we got slammed with a snowstorm in April when we were recording these. No, so that that's the thing is it was April fourteenth
1: and we broke the record for snowfall in April well, in hey, one day. Look at that. Um we got what, like six inches yesterday? Uh the last report I looked at, we were in River Falls at eight point one inches. Well that's stupid. Yeah. And we broke the record of fifteen point one inches for April. That was set in, like, 1908. I should have woken up Carlos before we did this so he could go scoop the driveway so we could leave. <laughs> well, my, I pulled my Jeep in. Oh, I can okay. get out.
0: Well, yeah, well, I'm not worried. Like, I don't mind driving. It's just, you know. <laughs> I don't think your car will
1: make it over the, the plow drift that uh, they put in front of your driveways. All <laughs> right. So we will take but your car. I can make it out. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. But, yeah, so this is the Tiny Heavy. And it's the wee one. And I feel like the just Scots are just being guy. like, nah. Like, <laughs> we're going to fuck with you guys. Our biggest beer, we're going to call it Little. Or the Scots are like, oh, this is a wee one. You don't even know. It's not even whiskey. Like- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this
1: little guy, it's just a it's beer. It's just beer. <laughs> Never mind it being like
0: 9%. Pricks. (laughs) She's just a little one. She's just a wee one. All right, so overall impression of this beer. Oh, uh, I should say, we are drinking the uh, Speedway. Or no, I'm sorry, Alesmith, uh, Wee Heavy. Same bottles as the Speedway Stout. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) Um, And so that's that's one that we're trying along with this. Uh, And it is three years old. So just kind of keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. As we're going through this. But anyway, overall impression, we're looking for rich, malty, dextrinous usually caramel sweet. Uh, These beers can give an impression that is suggestive of a dessert. Mm -hmm. Complex secondary malt and alcohol flavors prevent a one-dimensional quality. Strength and maltiness can vary, but should not be cloying or syrupy. Don't let it syrup. Aroma. uh, Deep malty
1: with a strong caramel component. Lightly smoky secondary aromas may also be present.
0: There's a lot going on in this room, man.
1: <laughs> Adding complexity, Pete smoke is inappropriate. inappropriate.
0: No, Pete smoke. Don't smoke your fucking wee heavies, Derry. Hey, Pete, stay out of here. Yeah, Pete. With Pete, your smoke, don't vape into our wee heavy.
1: <laughs> That's Pete smoke. <laughs> vape king. Uh, diacetyl should be loaded none. Low to moderate esters and alcohol are often present in stronger versions. Hops are very low to none and can be slightly earthy or floral. Okay, I don't know what to say about this. Just
0: smell that for a minute. Quite a quite. There's a, a lot going on. Quite a on.
1: situation happening there.
0: Isn't uh like it? holy malts, Batman. What a. There's
1: malts. Smoke. There's caramels. There's smokiness. That's happening.
0: There's. I'm not picking up any smoke. You're not. This is bad radio.
1: Uh, Might no, you be in mine? Hang on. Because I definitely am, and maybe our noses are just sniffing different things. <laughs> Back and forth on this.
0: They, they smell the same. No, uh, what it is yeah. is it's almost like a burnt caramel, not really a smoke for me. Um, like, no, mine's like a wood smoke. Maybe maybe my nose just isn't picking it up.
1: It, it well and and that's something that we've discussed before is that people will pick different things up on different. Is it types. like
0: overly smoking for you?
1: No, okay. okay. no, I just it's uh, it's the first thing I noticed because like, uh,
0: I think I, I think I'm getting distracted by all the sweetness.
1: Well that's but that's what I'm smelling is like a sweet smoke, almost like a or hickory type of smoke like a wood smoke not like not like campfire or liquid smoke yeah it's like a like a sweeter smoke like you would use for smoking i'm getting
0: distracted by uh by like caramel corn really Really? oh no i take that back oh no it's like a deep toffee yeah i'm getting that caramel there's the smoke I had to go layers for that you had one. Had to go. Man. So
1: I I know this I know this smell that I a little bit of molasses. Up. That's what it is. Oh, but hang on. Yes. So what this reminds me of is uh, when you have a. Uh, so this is throwing back to my farmer roots. When you have a calf that's born that's a little bit under. Uh, you cover it in molasses? No, no, calm down. I'm getting there. Well oh, no, I was just jumping I mean, ahead. I know. I know. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm getting there. It was
0: way more entertaining for me to jump ahead.
1: Um, When you have a calf that's born too early, oftentimes you give it, like, a calf feed, and I was try- it, it smells like that, and the reason is because it's coated in molasses, um. so they get lots of, like, sugars and stuff that's simple for them to break down so they can grow, and... That's what it smells like to me, because that's what molasses smells like to me. Which is interesting. And then I'm getting some smoke and some toffee in there.
0: There's a lot happening. There's a stupid amount happening in this beer. (laughs) Also, there's some oxidation. Are you picking up any of that cardboard? It's there, um... Mm, Maybe slightly, but I think... No, it's not over-oxidized by any means, but... It's there. Like anytime you have an aged beer, you're gonna pick up a little bit of oxidation, and it's gonna make more like a port. Right, but I think
1: uh, when we and this is why it was awesome that we did that tasting thing on Doo, Mm -hmm. um, because I remember when we did the tasting, everyone else picked up the cardboard one more. Oh, that's right.
0: You did not pick up the cardboard at all. And so it tasted like a piece of paper.
1: Well, I I tasted it a little, but it wasn't. Like yeah. to the degree that everyone else did, and so that's why I it, maybe you mentioning it made me think that I picked it up. I don't think I pick it up very much.
0: It, and like cardboard's the wrong descriptor here. It's more of like a port-like uh, character, right? Um, you know, like a slightly oxidate, oxidized Yeah, no, one. I just I I think that
1: I just don't pick up oxidation very well. You know what? But if you remember from that episode, what I do pick up it's really strong, No, it's no, DMS. DMS. Yeah. I, You're really good at DMS, <laughs> and I'm bad at it. I'm very good at DMS because everyone else was like, it's DMS, but it's not bad. And I was like, this is the and worst. And it was like six times the amount of DMS that you yeah. find in a beer. It was like, I am very sensitive to DMS, but not like the, yep. the oxidation. Which
0: is why we make a good
1: team. Yeah. And then. Uh, so I don't pick up a lot of it, even if it's appropriate to style, which it's not. I mean, it's aged. Well, it's which aged. Is part of yeah. the thing. I All mean.
0: Right. Uh, so let's. Uh, we. I feel like we've done enough on aroma. Yeah, we have. We spent ten minutes on aroma. <laughs> All right. So light uh, appearance. We're looking at light copper to dark brown color, often with deep ruby highlights. Clear usually has a large tan head, which may not persist. Legs may be evident in stronger versions. I bet we have legs. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, dark copper yeah, with we ruby highlights. We got legs up the wazoo.
1: <laughs> These legs go all
0: the way uh, up. Yeah, the, 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 there was a large tan head that did not persist because of the age and the alcohol.
1: Yeah, but it is. Uh,
0: when you swirl it, it
1: comes back and it's tanned up again.
0: All right, man, you want to dive in some flavors? I think I do. Flavor some
1: flavors. flavors richly malty with significant caramel particularly in stronger versions. Hints of roasted malt may be present sometimes perceived as a faint smoke character um, as may some nutty character all of which may last into the finish peat smoke is inappropriate Inappropriate. hot flavors and bitterness are low to medium low so the malt presence should dominate to the balance should dominate the balance Diacetyl should be low to none. Low to moderate esters and alcohol are usually present. Esters may suggest plums, raisins, or dried fruit. The palate is usually full and sweet, but the finish may be sweet to medium dry, sometimes with a light, roasty, grainy note.
0: So, initially, like, I get... There's some oxidation in this beer. So... And I'm picking up pretty hard. Something I thought of, um... First of all, I am
1: as well a little bit, but not pretty hard. But something I thought of is mm, this. I think I know where you got it. And this was not stored at cellar temperature.
0: No, it was not.
1: Because <laughs> I know where you got it. Yes, you do. And the place you got it is a wonderful place. But Well, it's an okay place. Well, it's a wonderful place for our town. Yes. But... Yeah. This was not stored stored at cellar temperature. And it was stored yeah, stored on the shelf top shelf room temperature. So covered in dust. I'm guessing that's a contributor to To the the oxidation. oxidation. If it was stored at an appropriate temperature for aging.
0: Actually I might have one of these stored at that, but I'd have to dig around for it. Right. But But yeah, no, this is, there is, uh, there is oxidation in this.
1: Yeah. So even.
0: But going past that. In
1: this one, I I pick up, it's a, it's a little bit papery. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I picked that up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That cardboard paperiness, that's your oxidation right there.
1: Yep. So I, I get that in this one and it may be, may just be, I don't pick it up in all beers. Um
0: or no it's pretty significant in this beer it
1: may be that too yeah. um so i i picked that up
0: anyway uh, but so but beyond
1: that you, i, I mean, get i get
0: some caramel um your smoke character it's not peat uh no. so, but and it's it's like i don't know it's more of like a burnt caramel than like i don't know it's not like i'm not picking up a true smoke character in this beer i'm not either on the It's more like just like a heavy Meliard reaction. I
1: think the aroma has a smoke aroma, and it could be a trick on my nose, Mm -hmm. but um, no, I don't pick
0: up any smoke flavor. All right. I kind of want to stop talking about this beer because I don't want to drink it anymore. Yeah? I'm not enjoying that. Like, that stupid flavor calibration that we did, the (laughs) off-flavor one, ruined some (laughs) beers for me. I'm not going to lie. And this is one of them.
1: yeah, but like we said- it's probably because of a storage issue, not because of yeah, the beer. man,
0: it is so cardboardy.
1: Yeah. I don't pick it up so much. It's there, but it's something that I can drink it and just kind of ignore.
0: Yeah. No, like, it, if, if you guys have the means, uh, get together with some of your homebrew guys and go to the Siebel Institute website, get one of those flavor, or the off-flavor things. It was so helpful. Yeah. It was amazingly helpful.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. But there's... It, it was on Department of Offense. Yep. Um, yeah, we did it on DOO. And uh, it, it was... a really
0: long episode, but if you jump to the back half of that... Yeah.
1: One, it's at the end. Um, it was fantastic for specifically singling out f- off flavors in beers.
0: Yep. It helped us as homebrewers. We had a professional brewer on the show. Yep. We had two bartenders... Who are in charge of buying beer and maintaining beer lines yep. at their respective restaurants? It was a really good, e- really good episode. Yeah, like
1: we had that. a pretty good mix of people, and we had you and
0: I as home brewers, brewers and then we just we had a couple of drinkers. Yeah, it was also a really full table. It was a full table. <laughs> All right, but uh, uh, mouthfeel. Yeah, um, I'd say this is medium bodied. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say medium full on this, but uh, no. anyway. Uh, mouthfeel, we're looking at medium full to full body with some versions, but not all. Having thick, chewy viscosity, a smooth alcoholic warmth is usually present and is quite welcome since it balances the multi-sweetness, moderate carbonation. Our example thinned out with age, I think is what it is. It did. It's still a little syrupy, though. Yeah, but the body's not there. No.
1: It's, it's not. It's a little syrupy, though. Yeah. Um, it's not thick, chewy viscosity. It's more like thin syrup. Mm-hmm. All right. So it did thin out. Um, Dive into some comments. I'll shoot some comments off here. Also known as strong Scotch ale.
0: Ooh, I like this a strong the,
1: Scotchman. This is the bodybuilder of Scotch ales. Um, the term wee heavy means small, strong.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right
0: sorry go ahead
1: and traces to the beer that made the term famous fowler's wee heavy a 12 guinea ale historically the strongest beer from scottish ale partigyle so you,
0: you know just, what a is right yeah okay I know what that is. For, for the listeners who don't know, a part of Guile is, so what they would do is, like, back in olden times, uh, they would put all the grain in a mash, <laughs> right? And then from the first runnings, they would make a strong beer. And from the second runnings, they would make a small beer. <laughs> and so they would get two beers from a single mash.
1: Yeah. Which... We've like still which happens.
0: well which we we've gotten away from because we get a lot better conversion now out of our grains so we can use fewer grains right for the but same amount
1: still of beer. happens sometimes like with darkness and Damien
0: yes from yep. Surly yeah no certain certain breweries will still do a partigale but a partigale is also a pain in the ass oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I can imagine it would be. <laughs> I did, I I actually just recently learned what partigial is, and it seems like a pain in the ass. But yeah,
0: um, it
1: still happens, but not.
0: But no, nowhere near as often. Right. Mostly because our conversion is so much better. Yeah. That we don't have to use the same amount of grains <clears throat> that they did. But what's confusing to me is the comments. It
1: wasn't the partigial thing. It was the fact that. They went ahead and said, um, and traces to the beer that made the term famous Fowler's We Heavy, a 12 guinea ale. Spell guinea for me? G U I N E A. Like the fact that they just glazed over that without explaining what a 12 guinea I'm, ale is.
0: I'm looking
1: that up. I know you are, but the fact that they just said it like I know yeah, what no, it is. Yeah, no, they're just like, Gary, you know about this, right? It's 12 guinea ale. You know what that is? Like no, I don't know what a 12 guinea ale is. What is And a... maybe I
0: should. Well, so I I'm, but... I'm I'm guessing it's like some sort of currency. Maybe. I want to say like a guinea is a currency. It is. Okay. Yeah, uh so a guinea Is a former British gold coin that was first minted in
1: 1663.
0: Okay. uh, With gold imported from West Africa, a value that was later fixed at 21 shillings. So that now everything makes sense. So they used to um, tax beer based on the amount of alcohol that it contained. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, like, Scottish. Uh, Scottish ales. I believe sales, we've talked about that. We we have, yeah, yeah. I believe we have. Uh, but Scottish ales used to be like you had your six ale six shilling, your you know your ten shilling, your twelve shilling ales. Gotcha. Right. And so a twelve guinea ale is man twenty one times twelve. Uh, well, so twenty one shillings is one point oh five pounds British okay. pounds. Well, let's just. So it's pounded a nickel times 12. 21 times 12 is 252. So this is a 252 shilling ale. Or a. That's a big N. Um, what would that be? Uh, divide that by 21. 12. Okay, basically a 12 pound ale. Actually, we just multiplied it by 21, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so basically a, uh, a, a 12 pound ale. Gotcha. Which is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Granted, I'm pretty sure like the current price for a pint right now is like four pounds or something like that. Which is like ten US dollars in London. Like Yeah, that's that seems like a lot. Hang on, that can't be right. There's no way a pound or a pint is four pounds. I'm gonna find out real fucking quick. Maybe in London yeah maybe in London I could see that, but London even in is Minneapolis like seven bucks for a pint like yeah but we're not
1: London dude I know you gonna compare to basically New York at that
0: point yeah even New York's not that bad and you can get six dollar pints in New York I don't know I don't know anything about it I'm just saying you're the one coming up with all the math here i'm I'm making all a lot of math up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm presenting it as fact, but I figured, figured out what a guinea was. There. Perfect. That's all we needed to know. At least we understand it's a measure of expense based on tax. Well, it took us a figure while to figure that out. But I do agree that Gary was just like, yeah, no, everyone knows what this is. <laughs> everyone knows what a 12 guinea ale is. Gary, no. That's not <laughs> how any of this works. <laughs> no. Like, Gary, like put like a 12 guinea ale parentheses. A guinea is right. <laughs> Tell us what
1: what that means cuz I didn't even know it was currency. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> he thought
1: it was somebody from New Guinea. Well, I f- I figured you were f- f- messing
0: with guinea pigs, dude. Like I don't know. <laughs> All right, the history uh, uh, more related my to my historical brews than modern lower strength Scottish ales. These beers have their roots in the strong ales of the 17 and 1800s. Although, formulations and methods have changed. A premium product often produced for export. Modern versions have lower starting and finishing gravities than their historical ancestors. Wonderful.
1: So, some characteristic ingredients for you, if you're looking for those. This is going to be a big beer, dude. Yeah. Well-modified pale malt with roasted barley for color. May use some crystal malt for color adjustment slight smoke character may be present in some versions but derives from roasted grains or from the boil. Peated malt is absolutely not traditional.
0: Keep your peated malt out. They are
1: very clear that you cannot have any peat. You can't do it. Don't do it. Don't ever do it. Not a chance in hell that you do it. About this, okay? They're they're just they keep reiterating peat is not okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pete, our friend Pete who comes down and does his best, but you're just not welcome in the wee heavy.
0: That was a 10 gallon batch. I got to scale that back. Figure it out, but I'm sorry.
1: Go ahead. Uh, so our next, uh, Oh, next pop real quick. Style comparison is hilariously unhelpful. Uh, somewhat similar to an English barley wine that is thank you thank you for that somewhat similar to an English barley wine it's not the same but you figure out how it's different <laughs> I like that in the last one we did they had like three paragraphs of style comparison and in this one it's like one sentence that kind of tells you something, maybe a little bit about it, kind of. But our next step is Vital,
0: Statistic. vital statistics. statistics! Oh no, that's what I want.
1: Looking for IBUs 17 to 35, SRM 14 to 25, an OG of 1070 to 1130, and a final gravity of Ten eighteen to ten forty. Jesus! This bad boy, this bad boy right here. <laughs> ABV six point five to 10.0. That explains why it's supposed to be so sweet to finish up at that kind of final gravity range. Um, our commercial examples: Bellhaven Wee Heavy, Gordon Highland Scotch Ale, Inverlemon. Blackfriar, McEwen Scotch Ale, Orkney Skull Splitter, and Traquare House Ale. So these are all... These are all pretty much Scottish. Um,
0: pretty Scotchy. Yeah. But,
1: uh... Now we've, we've got some pretty big ranges. So... When you look at an IBU of 17 to 35 that's not terribly huge from a lot of styles but then you get into an SRM which can be 14 to 25 which we've had some pretty restrictive beers and a lot of them are actually fairly restrictive on the SRM ranges and this one's pretty open with an 11 SRM difference but the one that's really starts to get out of hand is when you look at the OG where you can start at 1070 or you could start at 1130. Like, you can just kind of go wherever you want with that. But this is probably the biggest final gravity we've ever seen as far as the range. I can't think of a beer that we've had that has a 22 point range. Um, What's my
0: SRM range?
1: Your SRM 14 to 25. So, it's a, I just talked about how wide of a range it is. You can't hit it?
0: Well, no, I'm just, I'm over it right now, and I'm <laughs> working on... Figure
1: it out. But uh, the final gravity is impressive to me. The fact that you can be 1018 to 1040, which is pretty close to a starting OG for a lot of beers. You could probably make this beer... And then ferment another beer out of it. That's what's... Wow, that's just wild. Well, you probably couldn't because the alcohol content would be too high for the yeast. But just based on the, the gravity there.
0: How high do we want to go at this? Pro,
1: prob, well, we, we typically shoot for the middle when we have a big range. So what's the middle? Uh, well, 1070 to 1130 would put us in the middle at about 1100
0: okay <laughs> found it <laughs>
1: this is gonna be one of the more expensive brews
0: yeah she's gonna be a beast <laughs> we're looking gonna, at like 11% ABV it's a lot of grain I I can't use that yeast that yeast is not gonna ferment down enough um, <laughs> alright I gotta go check why yeast quick yeah um
1: yeah they don't even talk about yeast in the characteristic ingredients
0: no I gotta find something that's gonna chew through everything You are just gonna run into issues I mean they're saying 1056
1: it'll ferment cleanly
0: yeah yeah we want it to ferment clean I think I might use 1056 1056 will chew
1: yeah I mean, we don't want any. Uh, we
0: really don't want any yeast. Yeast esters. character, yeah. Yeah, that brings me down.
1: So there's another recommendation from White Labs is uh, Edinburgh Scottish Ale yeast.
0: Uh, let me see what that'll.
1: So that's something that uh, talks about the strong Scotch ale. Is what they're.
0: Okay. Well, let's do that. Talking one.
1: about. Yeah, if you can get it, I think that'd be a good bet, since that seems yeah. to fit kind of the.
0: Yeah, and I'm hoping that like I don't know, Uh Brewtoad's estimations are always a little high, so I think we'll be okay. Sure. Well, actually, no, we can finish out at like ten forty. Is the same we're ten finishing at like ten twenty six. Yeah, we're good. But <laughs> I'm like, that seems really high. Yeah. Well, but we're 10, also at eleven oh five for our OG. Right,
1: so. ten eighteen's the bottom. Like, true. <laughs> so I'm 10, just I'm so used
0: to being like in like ten eleven ten right. twelve. 12
1: like, yeah, I get you. No, it's just this is. All just, right, you ready for a recipe, man? Beer. <laughs>
0: That's a, I am ready. <laughs> Seventeen pounds of UK pale, uh, pale malt. <laughs> Uh, one one and a half pounds of uh, Simpsons medium crystal one pound of light crystal from Simpsons 0.25 pounds of chocolate malt 0.25 pounds of extra dark crystal <laughs> for an OG of 11.05 Got and an SRM of 21 oh we need <laughs> some hops we definitely need some hops in this yeah. I'm just, just going to do yeah. like some Willamette. Or no, uh, not some Willamette. Uh, Fuggles? East KG. EKG? Yeah. Or maybe Fuggle. It's not going to matter. We're not going to taste it. EKG has a little bit higher. There you go. Okay. Some EKG. Uh, just all it. Uh, what's our IVU range? IVU range was 17 to 35. Okay, we're going to do two ounces of EKG at 60 minutes to put us at 24. Okay. Should be good, right? Uh, I mean, we're go a little higher. Uh,
1: let's go a little bit higher because we are starting.
0: We're, we're going to be ending. All right, I'll do two and a half ounces, we will put us at 30 IBUs. I think that's good. Oops. All right, cool. Um, And then, yeah, Uh, ferment with Edinburgh Scottish Ale Yeast gives us a 10% beast. Yeah. <laughs> this beer's gonna be you know, slightly modified thick. version of our gravity hammer recipe yeah. from Carlos's birthday four years ago. Yeah. That we barrel yeah. aged. <laughs> that was a really good barrel aged beer, but it way. was
1: good. I tried it, yeah. It was, that was good. a fun one.
0: And it knocked you on your ass hard. Knocked <laughs> Carlos on his ass hardest. <laughs> <laughs> was his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Woof-da. That's a that's beer, man. Qu- that's quite a beer. That's a beer.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. All
0: right, guys. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, if you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash Studios, become a patron today, and then you can join in on the live discussion and the live stream. So if you guys want to have some direct input on the show, that is a great way to do so. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and us an email at feedback at blind You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. You can also find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash and we go live every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central uh, with the Department of Defense or on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central for The Legends of Lothos. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye!